Hello and welcome to the Mythological Africans podcast, where we read and talk about the mythology, folklore, and culture of different African peoples. I am your host, Helen Mundi. Episodes of this podcast come from live recordings of the Mythological Africans Twitter Space Storytime Sessions, public talks, as well as from episodes of the Mythological Africans Deep Dive series, which you can watch on YouTube. We are continuing our exploration of African sexualities today with a focus on lesbian practices. We'll start with an overview of the state of LGBTQIA rights on the African continent. I do this to remind people that our discussion of these issues is not merely for entertainment, but to contribute to the effort to make sure that everyone on the continent and in the world, regardless of sexual orientation or gender, can live a free and dignified life. Next, we'll explore the question of who is a lesbian, because, believe it or not, there are questions over what constitutes lesbianism. As part of this, we will touch on the subject of what the word sex means in different contexts. We'll move on to looking at instances of woman-to-woman bonds in different African communities. The question, is this lesbianism, is just a cheeky way for me to poke at people who continue to claim that same-sex relationships are un-African, because as we will find, woman-to-woman bonds are very, very much African. Finally, we'll conclude with some thoughts on what is next for the continued effort to support members of the LGBTQIA community on the African continent. As we've talked about in previous episodes, there were, and in many cases still are, a broad range of sexual practices on the African continent. For the most part, these practices were known and named, sanctioned or unsanctioned, practiced openly or discreetly, and often included a spiritual component. What we find, however, is that on the African continent currently, most countries have laws which make being homosexual a criminal act or have unclear legislation which, while not being specifically homophobic, can be interpreted as such. And this usually means people who are homosexual, people who are gay or lesbian or bi or transgender, live very uncomfortable lives, live lives where they are persecuted, feel endangered all the time. As we also talked about in previous episodes, Open discussion of sexual matters on the African continent in many cultures is considered a gauche, it's not done. So it might seem like there are no homosexual people or lesbian people or bi people or transgender people on the continent, but absence of visible evidence doesn't mean these people don't exist. And as I talked about in our introduction, the focus is that in this day and age, The rights of people who are not heterosexual are fundamental human rights that we should be defending regardless of sexual or gender orientation. And that is what I want to keep the focus on as we go through these discussions. So who is a lesbian? By most conventional definitions, a lesbian is a woman who feels romantic and sexual attraction to other women exclusively. Going by this definition... Being lesbian implicates who the person in question feels sexual and romantic affinity for, the kinds of activities she engages in as a result of these affinities, 
and the way she sees herself as she moves through the world. In many contemporary African contexts, however, the word lesbian is loaded with undertones of Western hegemony, and so some women prefer to call themselves women-loving women. But being a lesbian can implicate much more than desire or activity. In some contexts, and we will see hints of this in some African communities, the bonds women form with each other go beyond romance and sex. They also involve mutual support, especially when faced with male dominance. Something which comes up repeatedly in studies of woman-to-woman bonds on the African continent is the fact that to many peoples, the sexual act necessarily involves penis-in-vagina penetration. And so some people argue that what pertains in some African communities is something else, not lesbianism, since there is no sex per se. That being said, we want to keep the words of sexuality scholar David Greenberg in mind, that the kinds of sexual acts that is thought possible to perform and the identities that come to be attached to those who perform these acts will vary from society to society. We're going to spend the next couple of minutes looking at specific instances of woman-to-woman bonds on the African continent. And the point of this exercise is not to make case studies out of people's cultures or lives, but to draw attention to the fact that even though there are so many claims these days that these identities, these ways of being are not from the African continent, we have cases where there were rituals and specific language and procedures and patterns that existed in cultures and were known and understood and cherished in many instances. Among Basotho women, for example, Motswale is a word used to describe long-term intimate bonds which two women could commit to, even if they were married to men. The word Motswale translates to very special friend, and the relationship was special indeed. It started with the women choosing each other, and then a ceremony much like a wedding was organized, after which the women were able to spend time with each other, give each other gifts, and be erotically intimate with each other. Among the Basotho, there are many words which describe the special bonds women can form with each other, and these range from platonic to romantic. What is worth noting is that these bonds were a significant source of emotional, psychological, and spiritual support for the women involved. Scholars studying Mutsuale found out that the women who were involved in these relationships often did not believe that they were engaging in sexual acts with each other because they were not having penetrative sex. As you can imagine, Mutsuale relationships were targeted by missionaries, and so one might not hear much about them these days, but they persist in some of the mommy-baby relationships that still occur among women in that part of the world. Sorigus is a word which describes the bond Nama women could form with each other, which involved not just sexual intimacy, but mutual assistance. Similarly, Buisi women in the Democratic Republic of Congo formed bonds which had implications for their eventual marriages to men. What I find interesting about these and other instances of woman-to-woman bonds on the African continent is the fact that there was a ritual to mark the start of the relationship, and much like a marriage, they connected with each other openly and helped each other with the demands of daily living. The case was different among Zande women, however. Even though their bonds had ritual aspects to the commencement and also involved mutual aid, 
they had to connect with each other discreetly. This is because the men, from whom I must caution a lot of this information comes from, saw the bonds between women as something detrimental to them. Now you have to remember that these relationships often formed in a context in which men had almost absolute control over the lives of their daughters and wives. And so women gaining any advantage whatsoever was often considered a threat to the way things ought to be, even if the women were just pleasuring or supporting each other. Something worth noting is that in many cases, these friendships and sexual bonds formed between co-wives, so women married to the same man. You can imagine a situation where a man had over 10 wives, all of whom were sexually active, but were prohibited from taking lovers aside from the man. The women had to become creative. The advantage was that within the confines of their own homes, away from the prying eyes of husbands and other men, these women had freedom to do as they pleased. So what we find is that all over the continent, there were cases of women forming intimate and often sexual bonds with each other within frameworks which, even by modern standards, could be considered marriages. In all instances, these relationships were validated by culture-specific terms, known rituals and practices, and their own place in the people's understanding of who they are. There is another practice, however, which, even though is a woman-to-woman bond, doesn't necessarily imply intimacy or sex. And this is the practice of female husbands. It's found across the African continent as well. And in this case, the women marry other women following the conventional customs of their people. Sometimes, the female husband is a woman who cannot have children of her own, so she marries another woman whose children become hers. In some cases, the female husband chooses the man to father her children, and in others, the wife is free to choose. The children from these unions can inherit the female husband's property. In some cases, as among the Lobedu and the Zulu in South Africa, women in positions of political or spiritual leadership are expected to have wives. Now, is it possible that some of these female husbands felt romantic and sexual attraction for their wives? Absolutely. But what is clear is that the intention behind this practice is different from a practice like Botswana, for example. I've said it before, and I'll keep coming back to this. The point of this exercise is not to just be curious about what African people were like and the lives that we've lived, but to drive home the point that people who are gay, people who are lesbian, bisexual, transgender, are human beings who deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And so if we have to look at historical precedent to find evidence to push back against the idea that people who have these sexual orientations are, you know, responding to some force that is un-African, then that's, that's what we are doing here. And my hope is that with this information, people who watch this video will have what they need to, to really push back against these ideas that are so dangerous for the lives of so many of our friends and brothers and sisters across the African continent. So thank you again for making time to watch the video. If you like what you've just watched, please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also sign up for the Mythological Africans newsletter and um, just stay in touch as we continue to explore these issues. Mm -hmm.